Hey everyone, it is episode 23 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it is me, Griff. Obviously, how many different ways can I say obviously? Hey, how can I do it? Hey everyone, how's your week been? Always start with a rhetorical question. Um, this week's been crazy. It's been crazy. The theme so far this week in the news has just been straight out racism. It's like uh, there's three different, well, four, four different standout stories this week. Um, obviously, my attention's drawn to these things, being black. Uh, you know, if it was sexism, it may have gone over my head. If it was discriminating against people with disabilities, it may have gone over my head. Homophobia may have gone over my head. But racism, ah, that's right in my trap. Going to be clocking that, going to see it, going to notice it every time it happens. Like, no, it's been mad. Where, where do you start? You've got Anne-Marie Morris, the MP. They're uh, talking about, what is it? Nigger in the woodpile. you got her first. Um, that's crazy. That one's, that one's fully crazy. Just I've spoke about on earlier podcasts. Um, I've featured on people's podcasts this week. I'll talk about that. But you've got that, Anne-Marie Morris. You've got the Viscount. So was talking about Gina Miller. You've got the Kent School. You had the slave auction. And you've got the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor stuff going on as well. So much. I mean, I will get into all of those things. But first, I will let you know how my week's been. Because I know you're worried. You've been wondering, how has Darren's week been? We listen to the podcast. We want to know how you are, Griff. Tell us. Well, since you asked... I feel very good. I'm a bit tired. I've been boozing heavily this weekend, but responsibly. Yeah, boozing and eating at the same time. Like if I went to the gym, this would have been a massive backward step. But because I don't go to the gym, then you know it doesn't really matter. It, it does. That's that's the thing when you don't care about your body or your physical well-being. You can just treat your body how you want. See, when your body's a temple, it's terrible when you do bad things and it's sacrilegious. But when your body's, you know, fucking landfill, like mine, hey, crack on. If I smoked cigarettes as well, then yeah, I'll just add that onto it too. Eat crap food, drink too much alcohol, smoke some cigarettes. I just don't smoke. Maybe that'll be my mid-year resolution. Pick up smoking. I mean, smoking's still cool, right? Do that, or vaping. Like, like vaping's weird. It's like you're smoking stuff that has the same flavours as your air freshener. See, my voice broke there, like I'm 14. I swear my balls have dropped. I promise. I mean, I'll get them out on the podcast. They're out now. You see? Proof. If you're worried, my balls are not out at the moment. I'm not going to carry on talking about my balls. Let's move back on to what I was going to talk about. So, that's been my week. That was the weekend. Monday, played football. We've started the season well. My seven aside, three games, three wins. Do you care? Yeah, you should. Absolutely fantastic start to the season. Tuesday, I was back gigging again. So, the Junior Booker show. That was fun. On Wednesday... I was at G&B in Cannon Town in Arch 1. 
was meant to have seven to eight minutes slot, but I turned up late, so they only gave me five minutes. Uh, I would say it's racism, but um, me conforming to a racial stereotype of being late and then missing my spot makes it hard for me to accuse someone else of racism. <laughs> but no, that was very fun, that show. I fell asleep at the show. I hope none of the other comedians saw that or took it personally. Uh, I have just been like, just off my feet, flat out this week. So the moment I sat down in a darkened room, I think the vibrations of the speakers just like helped lull me to sleep. Now, the comedians were funny, but hey, when I'm tired, that always wins. So they shouldn't take it personally. And Thursday, what did I do Thursday? Ah, I was on the On The Low podcast. Yes, On The Low podcast. Um, yes, with uh, C&T, Vet Henry and Jess. That was very fun. And H as well. Um, very, very fun people. Please listen to that. I had a bit of Captain Morgan's in my system. So, you know, flagrant, flagrant opinions. Um, I'm looking forward to listening back to it because I don't remember everything I said. <laughs> so, boy, disclaimer, any views shared on that is responsibility of Captain Morgan and whoever produces Captain Morgan. Um, they're not the opinions of On The Low podcast or or Darren Griffiths or any alias that I may talk under. It's no, no, we accept no personal liability for any opinions shared on that podcast. Unless they're good and you agree with them, then yeah, of course, it's all my idea, right? Obviously. Uh, Friday, was that a work party? That was very good. Again, started boozing from 3 p.m., just carried on boozing, carried on boozing. But you know when you're not too drunk, when you are concerned about eating before the end of the night. So I ate mid, the middle of the day, then carried on boozing and um, fell asleep. Would have missed my stop, but train terminated at my station. So feeling pretty good. No lesson really learnt there. In life, and then even though I ate all day, it's like your some brain goes into this pattern of, you know, I've been drinking. So when I see the dirty roadman chicken shop, I have to go in. It's weird. It's like I didn't even want to go in, but it's like I teleported to the to the counter, and boss man's talking to me, you know. Drop the mic. Boss man's talking to me. He's already putting the chicken in the bag. It's out of my control by this point. You know? Completely out of my control. And the next day, I did the radio show. Full House LB was there from the Mandem podcast. Again, check out their podcast. And Lex London, he was back in the studio. It was fun. We had a little dilemma about Tinder. It was great. You should listen to that. I will be posting... The recording of that show, I should do it later today as well. A lot of admin to do today, life admin. And then a Saturday, I was at Big Easy. Again, just drinking, continuous drinking, had lobster. That's the kind of lifestyle I live. Right, people? I eat lobster. I drink Prosecco. 
throw some mojitos. Yeah, that's me. That's the kind of guy I am. Get so pissed I'll fall asleep at 5.30. <laughs> See, it starts with a bit of class, but the Essex comes out all the time. Always to take it too far. So that was a fun Saturday. And then we're here su- Sunday. Today's when I'm recording the podcast. It's late because I had to go up to Essex, see my friend. He's back from Australia with his girlfriend. So I met her for the first time. And the conversation today we had um, over lunch. He's basically discussing um, if you had to have sex with a mermaid, which kind of mermaid would you want to have sex with? Where it's the fish bottom half and human top half, traditional, conventional mermaid, or alternative mermaid, fish top half, human bottom half. And um, it's not just have sex, you have to actually go on a date with and then have sex. Um... Trust me, you might think it's easy to answer. I know some of you just went straight for one. And you actually have to have full intercourse as well. Okay, that that's the dilemma. You it's not just you can get like a, you know, cheeky shiners from the traditional mermaids. No. No. You have to have full intercourse. Fish bottom half, human top half, or human bottom half, fish top half. You think where the cutoff is? Human bum, human genitals. If you're like really trying to work out what it is, what you're going to be doing. Um, yes, it will be flopping fish head, gills flapping, trying to get some air. If you go for that one. Or it's human top half. So if it's a man, abs, chest, shoulders, chiseled jawline, face. If it's a woman, it's breasts, nice fat stomach. Beautiful face, but fish genitals. So I'll leave that for you to decide. Um, if you're wondering what I answered, well, you're gonna have to continue wondering. But now the idea is in your head, you'll be asking people when you see them in person, and they'll look at you like you're the fucking weirdo. And that's when you're gonna have to play the my podcast to prove that you didn't come up with that madness yourself. You see. Because you will have to share that with someone. I guarantee you'll have to share it. But imagine if your life depended on it, or someone else's life that you cared about depended on it, which one would you pick? Hmm? These are the real things that matter in life. I spoke, started the podcast talking about racism. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, people being oppressed. People having opportunities taken away from them. Now, people working hard, not getting what they deserve because you don't actually live in a meritocracy in this society. People judge on race, gender, sexuality, physical ability, class. But none of that matters when you don't know what kind of mermaid you would have sex with. Real talk. That's what I'm talking about, people, right? Real talk. <laughs> but I did say I was going to talk about, as brings it all up to now, I want to talk about the things that happened this week. First, you had the Amory Morris. If you don't know about that, don't know where you've been. You live on the rocks. Tory MP. They were in a discussion talking about... There's only a few people in the House of Parliament when it happened. She said... Um, this saying, nigger in a woodpile. And that got... Um, 
that, that actually got circulated by the Huffington Post. And it's just what makes you laugh about these things, right? One, it's it's the personal reaction to it. So, you know, I don't have a racist bone in my body. Just like, shut up. You can't say that now. You, you can't say that after you said something racist, you know? It's one thing if you say it, if someone suggests you may be racist. When you've dropped the end bomb using a saying that no one uses. Like it's not even a popular saying. There's no even, there's no variant of it. Not catch a tiger by its toe. You used to be catch a nigger by its toe. It's like that little, that little song's still around the tiger version. But there's no modern version about anything in woodpiles. Like who the fuck has a woodpile? Like who has a woodpile now? Where is this saying? When is this saying being used? And then I'm surprised she hasn't said she's got black friends. To be fair, that was the next thing I was waiting for her to say. You know where they just roll out that guy, that one friend that she spoke to at Oxford. I say friend, you know, they're in a tutorial once a week. Just roll them out. No, but it couldn't even do that. It's probably what type of person counts how many black people she's had in the house. You, you know, I'm not actually racist. I've had two black people in my house this week, actually. Yes, I followed them around my house and I put away all the good silver, but they were in my house. Yes, they were there to fix my broadband, but I let them in my house, so I'm not racist. And now, if we get to the real nigger in the wood pile, <laughs> my broadband is still broken. So, it's... That annoyed me, and then it's the general reaction to it. It's like the distancing that a lot of like pe- wh- white people in the UK try to do. I said a lot, not everyone. I know a lot of, a lot of people just say it's dumb, it's racist, that's it. But it's that kind of mental distancing that some people have done, and they don't even know they're doing it. When they go, oh, yeah, it's an American thing. Oh, he's Ameri- isn't like his American terminology. Oh, Americans are racist. So Americans saying, and he's like, well, she ain't American, for one. And two, Americans didn't make up racism. I mean, they finessed it pretty well. They got, they're pretty good at it. But they didn't create it, okay? That shit was created in Europe, where the Europeans went over to America, you know, gave all the actual Americans smallpox and took their lads. That's where racism came from, okay? So I don't just blame it on those guys in America. Yeah, their racism's fucked up there, but it's not too great here. Case in point, Member of Parliament dropping out. And Theresa May, shocked. She she was shocked by it, so shocked. She suspended Anne-Marie. Not sacked, suspended. Like I said on Facebook this week, People have been kicked out of the Big Brother house for less. And this, she's suspended. What, when's she coming back? Is her pay being suspended? No. And also what they did is then they uh, removed the whip. So if you don't know what a whip is in Parliament, is where the party has a whip. That means that everyone in the party has to vote in the same way. The whip tells them how they vote. But the reaction was to actually remove the whip on this particular vote. I don't actually know what they're voting about, but 
Again, it's not satisfactory. Imagine hearing someone like say something about Jews. Or something proper anti-Semitic. No way would it just stop at, yeah, they're suspended, don't worry about it. They would get sacked. And they would struggle to find a job after. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that's anything to do with Jewish people. I think that's good if people react like that to, to anti-Semitism. But I would like a similar reaction to racism as well. Yeah, yeah, and sexism, all of it, all kinds of discrimination like that. It's dangerous. You can't have those minds running the country. And then, like, also you got the aristocrat. What's his name? Um, Rodri Phillips. He's facing jail after what he said to Gina Miller. What well, about Gina Miller on Facebook? Um, what was it that he said? Well, oh, five thousand for the person for the first person to accidentally run over this bloody troublesome first generation immigrant. Then he described Miller as a fucking boat jumper. And added, if this is what we should expect from immigrants, send them back to their stinking jungles. And, um, well, it's just like, was he drunk? <laughs> Bruv. Bruv. Like, this is actually the first time I've read the comments. I just knew, <laughs> fucking hell. I knew... I knew of the comment, of the story. This first I've read the comments li- like live on this podcast. Jesus Christ, dude. Like, some subtlety. Fucking home run. You know, he's facing prison for this. Um, he was replying to a post about naughty suggestions, dirty ideas, and anything that will give me an orgasm. And... He said, mine includes torturing Tony Blair, Hillary Clinton, ISIS, Dave, PM, the forgettable forgettable Murdoch, O, and the hideous jumped-up immigrant, Gina Miller. Wow. Senior District Judge Emma Arbothnot found his comments about (laughs) running Miller over menacing and racially aggravated. I love that. Just you know when you use legalese, it just makes certain things sound so like understated. <laughs> Menacing and racially aggravated. It's fucking terrifying, mate. Uh, M- Miller said Phillips post generally shocked her and made her feel angry, violated, and upset. And somebody in social media could post racist and personal words about me. Um, yeah, that is what you can do on social media. Fuck it out. He said this as well. He said, uh, please will someone smoke these ghastly insult to our country. Smoke this ghastly insult to our country. Why should I pay tax to feed these monkeys? A return to Planet of the Apes is not acceptable. In the words of Peter Tosh. Bombaclat, Orasclat. <laughs> oh, 
he he fucked up royally. And he's a lord. There you go. So we've got racism in the Commons, racism in the House of Lords. Jeez, a full house. What about the education system? Do you have any racism there? Yes, we do. What else we had this week? We've had the Kent School. How about this, people? Have you heard this story? Kent School criticised for giving pupils a slave auction worksheet. Now, uh, Rochester Grammar School worksheet asked year eight pupils to examine slaves' characteristics, saying the key question is, what can I buy for my hundred pounds? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that's the best way to teach about slavery and racism. Don't put yourself in the place of the victim. No, no, no. Put yourself in the place of the perpetrator and really make some financially sound decisions while doing it. Imagine teaching about the Holocaust, like the Jewish one, you know, the one that we we call the Holocaust, even though there was other Holocausts, right? Imagine if you taught World War Two from the perspective of a fucking concentration camp officer. Like, oh, if you had three Jewish prisoners... How much gas would you need to use? The key question is, guys, you need to be efficient with your gas usage because you've got more Jews to kill. You see how ridiculous and unnerving that sounded to hear? To you, it's, That sounded horrible, right? Yeah, talking about African slaves, they've got them like, listed by like characteristics and stuff. 16 lots. And they were told to choose the best slaves to suit their business. Fucking hell. Yeah, the assignment was consider what sort of slave your business will need. Examine the characteristics of the slaves in source A. Can you find any that you could use? Focus your bids in the first round on on those lots that you really think would be an advantage. Would a combination of different types be more suitable? The key question is, where can, what can I buy with my £100? By the way, this school got an outstanding rating by Ofsted. <laughs> oh, dear. What, what are the criteria for Ofsted? Uh, Ofsted rateds. Did you, did you notice anything when you went to into the grammar school? Uh, no, not really. I mean, the, the history lesson was, was thorough. Um interesting topic choice and teaching methods a bit alternative um but i think innovative in, in, innovative innovative if i edited this podcast you wouldn't hear me say it wrong but i don't <laughs> no, it, it's it's a madness and you know they don't have any black pupils in the school it is proper mad um someone said there's no point in me reading what, like, the black group said. Actually, actually, I'm just reading it out. He says, yeah, the levels of insensitivity just tells us how likely the genocide of African people is viewed in the school system. I can't imagine teaching history of the Jewish... See, this is what I said. Of the Jewish Holocaust by doing an exercise where you had to plan the most efficient route to the concentration camp or how best to gather groups into the gas chamber. See? It is fucking mad. 
proper mad. But let, let's hear what the school had to say, you know, because we've got to be balanced. Um, it is what the school said. You ready? Oh, it's, the, it's part of the Thinking Schools Academy Trust. Don't think you thought too much about this. But here we go. We'll read your comments for the, um, you know, for the interest of balance. We categorically condemn slavery and racism or any kind, whether historic or present. And extremely proud of our multicultural school and the tolerant and inclusive atmosphere that we foster every day to ensure all our students are well-rounded young people. You need to teach your kids how to be good slavers. Like, <laughs> well-rounded. Did they do a bit of role-play? All right, kids. Some of you, pick your names out of the hat. Some of you are going to be slaves. Some of you are going to be slavers. Um, it's a little bit of role-play. You know, make sure you use all the racial terms that they used back then. Need to make you well-rounded kids. Uh, this is, oh, it's got more. Sorry. This is so unfair of me. Let me let them continue. This worksheet is not used in maths. Oh, see, that's what we were upset about, mate. We thought it was just maths. We didn't think the whole content of the whole fucking exercise was disgusted or disrespectful. It should. I was upset. Because I thought it was just maths. I was like, they haven't really thought about, you know, design technology. You know, how to build the chains and the whips and stuff. I just, yeah, I was, I was annoyed that it wasn't just maths. Also, right, so to continue. Yeah, this worksheet is not used in maths, but in a wider context of our history curriculum which follows the historical association's recommendations on teaching historical slavery and is in line with the Department for Education History Curriculum, which says students should be taught about the effects and eventual abolition of the slave trade. Yeah, but not the fucking how, how you profited. Or how to do it well. No. How about you teach about the actual effects of slavery nowadays? You know? are still African and Caribbean countries and Asian countries have unfair trade deals with Western superpowers as a replacement of what happened in slavery and imperialism. How about that? I'm teaching that as a direct link. No, instead you'd rather have your kids pretend to be slave masters. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Um, it says, yeah, this means we absolutely teach students about the horrors of the slave trade and the worksheet adapts primary sources of the time to illustrate the awful reality of slavery. I don't think you really illustrated it. We also include um, additional lessons on the horrors of the Middle Passage and the life of plantations. Yeah, you probably said, right, you've got... <laughs> the, the, un the boat storage is this much. You've got this many slaves. How many can you cram in? Horrific. Well done. I mean, it's just mad. It, I think Brexit got racist on a fucking hype. God, what a flipping hype. Now, it makes you wonder, have these things always actually existed? As in, you know, MPs have always said it and other MPs have heard it. And, you know, Viscounts have been posted on social media and schools have been teaching this crazy shit all this time, but, you know, they're showing it now just to get people riled up and mad. So I think the tension's going to kick off, man. It's like, I feel it. feels like boiling point. 
So it's going to get a bit mad in this country, you know. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens at Notting Hill. I don't want it to, but I have a theory. Because they want it to be moved from Notting Hill so much, I won't be surprised if something kicks off accidentally in Notting Hill. When I say accidentally, full conspiracy theory mode. Yep. Yeah, I reckon someone who... From the powers that be. Don't know who they are. Because I'm not really an Illuminati type dude. It's gonna, Someone's going to kick off at Notting Hill. And then go, that's it. It's cancelled. And I'll try and va like veil it as in it's to protect the victims of Grenfell. They're going to do some bullshit. Trust me. Some, something's going to change with Notting Hill this year. If it's not cancelled, it's going to be moved. If it's not going to be moved, it's going to be reduced to one day. Something's going to happen. Trust me, people. That's my view on that. But that isn't what I want to talk about on this podcast. We'll end on a lighter note. Yeah, we'll end on a lighter note following this fucking circus that has been Mayweather versus McGregor. It's been absolute fucking circus. If you've been following it, people, Floyd Mayweather, professional boxer, 49 and 0. Versus Conor McGregor. Not a professional boxer. Boxing record. Same as mine. O and O. I wonder who's going to win. Because what's the competition? Is it pie eating, Darren? No. Boxing. Professional boxing. So who are you going to put your money on? The guy who's never fought professionally before. Or boxed professionally. Versus a professional boxer. I mean, it's kind of tight. We don't know which one. But I've got to commend the guys. They have tried their hardest to sell this. They've done this four-city press conference run. Okay, they started in LA. Um, in LA... <laughs> in LA, uh, Floyd came out in a hoodie with an American flag on. Connor came out of a pinstripe suit. They had fuck you in the pinstripe. <laughs> um, it was brilliant. It's the first press conference. You can see Connor didn't know what he was doing. He came out too early. He was just kind of doing a speech, talking about his family, how much he loves being here, fates of the fans, really happy for the opportunity. And then Floyd Mayweather just comes out and just starts trash talking him. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and then oh, that was the first part of the subtle racism of this, of this um, of this press conference run. It was Connor shouted, "Dance on me, boy!" Now I'm going to defend Connor on this one. I think you probably didn't realise, you know, maybe the connotations of saying that to a black man. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I never heard him say anything like that before. Okay, benefit the doubt. But hey, stay with me, people. Don't switch off yet, because there's more. So that press conference that uh, that ended probably yeah po points to Mayweather on that one. You know, and then um, they had to after that the kind of the Q and A. Had uh, yes, just Conor McGregor's arguing with Floyd's dad. It was surreal. It was it was it was just surreal. Just uh. Each time McGregor answered a question, it's just like Floyd Mayweather Senior. It's like, he's going to bust your ass. He's going to kick your ass. It's just like, okay, cool. Cool. you got to let the guy finish what he's saying, though. Uh, it, was, it was weird. The second one, though, Toronto. Drizzy Drake came out. 
and Floyd came out in the the money team similar top but had the Canadian flag on it Connor again a new suit a blue one um, so I imagine he's had his PR guy in his ear talking about what things to say what things not to say uh, he said dance will be boy again so oh you're kind of making it hard for me to defend you there Connor you, you've said the same borderline thing twice now so that makes things a bit difficult to to defend but Floyd, I mean, um, Connor hands down won this one. He fully won this this WWF flipping hype thing. It was it's, it's just weird. It's just they're shouting at each other, um, and it's like they run out of things to say, right? Is that all they call each other? Is bitch, hoe, pussy. And it's just that on repeat. Like, it just felt like if maybe if they just went to school for a bit longer, both of them, you know? Maybe some of the comebacks would be a bit sharper, a bit more original. Like, if you're going to do all of this, like, fanfare, why not have some fucking scriptwriters? Just get, like, some of the best comedians and scriptwriters just to write some of your disses. Because just to keep calling each other bitch, just lame. And then, um, and also it's like, then they was, they went to, uh, where's the next week? They went to New York now. Connor's dropped a suit because what Floyd's done is gone, hey, real guys with money don't wear suit. Me and Dana White, who's the head of UFC, we don't have to wear suits. We get real money. Whereas Connor, your bitch, your hoe, you're the pimp, Dana. Connor's a bitch. He's your hoe. So the next time we're in New York now, Connor comes out in these pink floral Gucci trousers, shirtless, and his fur coat. And Floyd is just in this black and white, the money team top again, really feeling himself. So remember, it's, it's, it's probably one off. They didn't do boxing scores. I'd say it was 10-9 to Floyd in the first press conference, 10-8 to Connor in the second one. So Connor's winning on points at the moment. We're in New York now. Connor comes out. He's had the racist accusations there. He actually addresses it. I'm like, fair enough. That's what you should do. If you've been accused of something, address it. So he's like, oh, people said that I've got a problem with black people. Well, that's bullshit, crowd. Cheers. Okay. You could just leave it at that. That's what I would have said. Then he goes, hey, don't you know I'm half black? It's like, oh, tug-in-cheek. That kind of made me laugh. That's funny. You're obviously not half black. That's just funny. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Doesn't really hurt anyone's feelings. That's, do what, you've nailed it there. Carry on. Then he goes, ah, yeah, I'm half black from the waist down. Oh, oh, Connor. Using racial stereotypes. Oh. Dehumanising ones as well. Oh. This is... Mm. I mean, obviously people laughed. Why? Because I... People think it's funny. They just focus on the big dick thing and think, oh, that's positive. Everyone wants a big dick. 
Okay, yes. But it's kind of dehumanising that. Say kind of, very. And it's kind of a stereotype that black people perpetuate as well. So we have our part to play in that too, black people. You know, we can't say we want to be seen for being a full human and then let people boy us off with these stupid stereotypes. So ain't the one. And then to top it off, he goes, and for all my black female fans, this is for you. Then he kind of just gyrates and starts grinding the air in his pink trousers and top. Now, what you understand, people, is the crowd started turning on him, on uh, Conor McGregor. They didn't turn on him for his half-black joke, no. Didn't turn on him for him, you know, being very sexually aggressive towards black women, no. The turning point is when they found out that his coat was made of polar bear. <laughs> that's that's what will get the crowd mad. Your racism, oi, we accept that. We may not like it, but we'll have, we'll have it. But real fur in 2017, I mean, racism we understand, but real fur? What kind of person are you? <laughs> Uh, and then Floyd, you know, came on, did his thing, threw money over Connor and called him a stripper ass hoe. You know, he's, again, it's just more, you're a hoe, bitch, pussy. It's the same thing. The same thing. Oh, we also got ads as well that um, Connor was asked if he could beat Rocky, a fictional character. Um... Which is a fair question because his fights are shambles. You might as well ask who's winning the fight between the bear and the lion. But he was asked this question and he goes, oh, wait, Rocky. Is this Rocky Free, The one with all the dancing monkeys in the background. Now, if you've never seen Rocky before, I'm going to let you into a little secret. No monkeys featuring Rocky Free. No, but there is a scene with a gym for the black people. That's the scene that... Conor McGregor was referring to. So, you know, it's 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 uh it's pretty it's pretty hard to defend him now. <laughs> you know, I'm now completely on the other side. This guy's a racist. And here's the thing, though, he is that is all all he said is racist. And they come to London now. You can see Conor's a bit calmer. I think he's definitely had PR in his ears, going, dude. Like, you can't say any more racist shit. And then Floyd, what does he do in um, in London? He calls Connor a faggot. It's like, oh, God. Then he starts making jokes about immigrants. And he's like, oh. It's like, these guys are different, but they're the same kind of stupid. <laughs> Is that I'm not I'm not backing either one to say one's good and one's bad. No. They're both morons. They're both pricks. But do you know what? There's probably four hundred million bigger pricks. And those are gonna be the people gonna buy this fight on pay-per-view and make these two pricks rich. All richer bastards. So as much as we can hate them, we've gotta hate ourselves. We've gotta hate ourselves much more. And it's like the irony of Floyd Mayweather calling someone a, a gay 
uh, um, homophobic slur. I mean, have you heard some of... I don't know what it is about, like, kind of America, the US of Bonics. But you're saying in one of them, I'm going to be up in your ass. I'm going to have your ass. And then to call someone else a homophobic slur is like, ah, just to make me look at you funny, mate. I mean, it's weird. You've got a a guy calling the people homophobic slurs and saying very homoerotic things. You've got a guy who says racist things, but, you know, behaves like a man who's listened to a rap CD but doesn't actually have any black friends. Like he's wanted to live his whole life in Dublin as a black man. Even Floyd spotted that. He goes, hey, people call me arrogant and cocky as a black man, but then he's taken my style and everyone praises him for it. So they know what's happening, but they don't care. Why? Because they know they're going to get paid. And that's, that is the, I think that's the end of the podcast, people. I had other things to talk about. I think I'm going to end it there. That That's the moral of the story. That It doesn't matter what kind of prick you are in this world. People will always give you money. That is it. We're a consumer society and we just consume all of this bullshit. So my hope, my suggestion is if you do watch this fight, bootleg the shit out of it. Right? Get on those streams. Get as many people around your house to watch those streams. And don't make sure these motherfuckers don't get any money. Alright? Alright, that's the end of the podcast. Um Hey Bill, cheers for listening. 40 minutes, jeez. It's always the late night ones that I go for too long. Anyway, peace.